Oh, hello. How are you, beautiful ones? So, welcome to another episode of Earthwalk with KV. And today, I wanted to touch on a subject from one of our wonderful listeners named Brooke, who made a comment to something I posted on Facebook. I can't remember, but, you know, she had a really common question, so I didn't want to address it there where it couldn't really reach a lot of people, and instead I really wanted to talk about it here. And, you know, this is that one, what she was talking about is, what do I do when I'm in a job where I'm around negative energy, I don't feel honored, you know, she talked about how, how do I get out of this when there's no other path that's showing itself to me, and on top of that, as many of you all say, she was saying how she doesn't know what path is hers. You know, she doesn't know what is the right direction for her to go in. So what do you do when you're feeling like that? You know, what do you do when you are not happy in your job, when you do not feel honored, but at the same time, the next rock for you to jump on has not yet appeared. So what do you do? So I loved that one because, you know, I had to walk that one for 14 years waiting for my career now to finally manifest. Now I at least have more patience in seeing that the rocks did always show up when they were supposed to. And I also can see how I did have control of really kind of bringing in the next stage that would get me closer to my dreams. Because another aspect we always have to look at is the timing of things. And I'm going to get into timing after this. But um, so with this situation, one of the first things you have to do is that you have to love the job that you have. It's kind of a crucial step that you have to kind of see your life in a big picture and realize that it's not always going to be this. Um, everything that's so uncomfortable is actually something that's moving you to ask for more. But when you're in it, it can't yet shift. When you're in it, you're being asked to ask you're being asked to ask for more, to expect for more, to name other higher vibrations of how you want your career to manifest and be for you in your life. But when you're in it, you still have to wait to that timing where it can shift. So when you're in it, it's so important that you kind of see this in a bigger picture and know that you're not always going to be in it, that this is just a learning experience, and that you do have the power to start to move the energy along, but it's not going to come with hating your job. You know, when I hear people say, I hate my job, I'm like, no, you're manifesting so much more of it when you say that. A really important step when you're wanting to move to another town, when you're wanting to find a better house, when you're wanting to find a better lover, when you're wanting to find a better job, is that you're not sitting here hating what you have right now. Because if you hate it, it will not shift. It's going to stick you in there even stronger. It's going to ground you even stronger into this world that is making you so unhappy. So the first thing is that you really have to shift out of seeing this as the worst nightmare ever. You need to start seeing the perks of it. You need to start saying, hey, I am making income to be able to purchase all these other things that I love. And I am working with some people that I really do enjoy. And, you know, whatever the details are that you that are good about it, you need to focus on those. You need to focus on what does make you happy about the job instead of what does not make you happy. 
because if you focus too much on what does not make you happy, it's really going to glue you into it and it's going to make it even harder to move you out. I know that with me too, with my job, it was loving my job that I had that really brought in my career that I have now. It was finally where I was like trusting that there's a reason I was there, trusting that I was around these certain personality types. Um, you know, one thing too, I always kind of tell you is that, you know, what I've been able to see looking back at all my jobs is that there were always these key components of like meeting a specific person that then opened up this opportunity. And, you know, that now had I not had that job, I wouldn't have this one person in my life who then has brought me all these opportunities or things like that. So there's always something to it. And that's where you really need to like lay down that resistance that's like, this is not high enough vibrating of a match of what I should be doing. You know, we really have to honor that the timeline of things and that we do have to go from rock to rock to rock to rock, picking up all these bits of wisdom and experience and quite possibly, like I said, meeting one specific person. <laughs> so many times it's that one specific person, like you're there to meet that person. And if you weren't there, all these other things could not be transpiring in your life. So the first thing to kind of do is, you know, just kind of start looking at the things that this is bringing you. It's helping you live where you can, where you live now. Um, it might not be the most comfortable job, but it's putting food on your table. Um, it's paying your bills and, and, and really kind of recognizing that it is 100% there for a reason. And it's moving you along on that um, experience path of yours where you're picking up bits and pieces of wisdom. A lot of times, too, when we're in this, these dishonoring jobs, it is only asking us, it's pushing us and moving us to expect more. You know, so we have to see that opposite to be like, whoa, this is not the way to treat people. And I do not like being treated like I'm nothing and that I'm offering nothing for this business. So first off, it's moving you to then expect more, you know, like in a relationship when you have someone who cheats on you or who's disrespectful for you. That's what opens you to demanding more in a relationship. And a lot of times we have to feel those dark and nasty and murky disrespectful things in order to really voice what it is that we need. You know, it's so important that we're voicing these things. I need this. I want this. I deserve this. And putting it out there. And if everything was hunky-dory, all is good, you're not having that polarity aspect that really points to you what you do need in your life. So the uncomfortable things are not bad. The uncomfortable things are what move us to expect more and demand more. This is unacceptable. You know, but it's not about being so mad and like not knowing that there's something that can be created from this it's more just saying wow thank you for showing me that you know thank you for showing me that I need to honor myself more in order to have other people honor me you know so there's lots of learnings in those jobs that make us feel like we're less than or you know um 
just make us feel like we're big losers and that we're never going to have our dreams manifest. And we have to trust that there's a perfect timing to this. And you really do have to wait till these these specific gates open just for you. We never want to jump through the finish line too quickly. It's not about racing to things. You know, it's it's more about just allowing the flow to take us to where we need to be. And I also am always telling you that the longer the wait, the better you will see that this is like a true fact of life. You really don't want things too soon. It's like an orgasm. You really don't want to have it so quickly. You know, the longer you can wait for that, the more it's built up and the more it's powerful. This is a. This is a time in history where waiting is like the biggest gift we can have and honor, you know, that like, don't jump the gun on things. Don't reach for these things too when you're too young in your life. Know that like the older you are, the more powerful influence you're going to make. It's just, it's this wisdom thing. It's a Saturn world now, you know? It's about like walking all the steps to truly embody the wisdom you want to be living out in the world. You know, like I say, too, with like relationships, like when I when I see people who, you know, really find this soulmate of theirs, you know, when they're in their 40s, 50s or 60s, it's totally different than when it happens in your earlier years. We as we get older, we have different expectations, but we also are much more relaxed about certain things, much more understanding and not so combative um, with certain relationship factors. And, you know, one thing too, I always say about how later is better. Like you only have later moments, if you know what I mean. Like everything is gone before you know it. But if you have something later in life, it's more there. Um, I wonder if that was explained correctly. Kind of like how, you know, now I'm in my 40s and all that 20s and 30s, that's just gone, you know. <laughs> and it's like, I love that I'm having it now later. When you have it later, there's so much more of um, an honoring and a savoring and, and a, an appreciation for things because you've had to walk so many paths and you've already seen all these things and you've gained all this wisdom and you've, you know, you've become this more mature and powerful being as you get older. So that's another one. I always want you to understand there's no need to jump the gun. There's no need to compete um, to make this happen now, to look at it as I'm in my 20s. I should be living this. And I'm like, no, you should be playing if you're in your 20s. Trust me, you will be happier when you're in your 30s and 40s if you're playing in your 20s and not taking everything too seriously or not being too competitive to, you know, be this huge thing out in the world. Like 20s, I'm like travel, play, work in cool cafes, work in cool bars, meet people. You know, because all those people now you're meeting face to face are the ones that are going to be in your life forever. And, you know, there's that depression thing. You know, it made me even think about the Robin Williams thing. I think his was bipolar, though. But, um, you know, that's the thing I was saying. Like, if things do come too quickly when we're younger, we tend to have a depression that comes later because, we're never on top always, you know, there's always a cycle, but sometimes if things come too easily for us, and that's the key, easy, if things come too easy for us, we tend to get really depressed, 
and really discontent and really insecure as we get older because it became because it came too easy and then you're just expecting it you think oh it should always be coming this easily right and then it doesn't because gates close we have natural cycles in the chart we have natural cycles that we're working with when the when the planets are operating like even now with me manifesting my career, I'm in one of the gatest gateway opens openings that I have for like another four years. And then it starts to kind of shut for me. So basically I'm working to create sustainable things now so that they can keep generating and can keep working with my flow. But right now I am at a gate opening that is saying whatever you want to create is going to work. You know, and we all have those at specific times in our life. The last time I had it was when I was fat designing clothes and I was, they were so beautiful and I was so ahead of the times and, you know, and I had this really great gift for it and I was received for it. I was seen for it. People wanted my things. And what's funny too about that is when I would see people out at clubs, like in my stuff, it embarrassed me. <laughs> like I didn't like seeing that. It was a really weird thing. And it was, it was something that opened me to maybe this isn't my career because I should be kind of getting off on seeing people in my designs, right? But I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like That was a sign right there that that wasn't really the correct field for me, even though I had gifts in it. So for me, I did a total 180 at 28, which does tend to happen for a lot of people when they really start getting serious about what their true gifts are. And they do tend to shift. So like, you know, understand that you will have specific gate openings that operate in direct alignment with when you were born. And anybody that's doing things out in the world, I can always look at their chart and see that that's why things are coming really easy for you right now. And there's so much about honoring it, so much about being grateful for it, and so much about not getting a huge ego over it. So much about not being like, I'm a star, and everybody loves me, and da-da-da-da, and I'm feeding off all this energy about how wonderful I am. I am and you know there's a really important key in not having that happen because it's just a gateway opening it's just that the energies are pulling you forward saying what do you want to share the world's ready to see it right now what do you want to do the world's ready to see it right now and in a in a matter of years then that gate gets harder to move forward with things that you're just creating right now because it's kind of like the season of winter where then you're going to go down and you're going to come up with new ideas and something that's happened in your life is going to open you to another expression that you're going to want to share later in life when that gate opens again for you. And what's great is that we fortunately have, you know, a rising sign and a sun sign. So each one of those can dictate a different gate opening time. So you can actually have, you know, you can go from one gate opening to another gate opening. So it can be like 14 years of like, you know, so there is that factor that um, we, we can have a couple gate openings that are happening, but they're not always open. And if you look out and see, oh, sorry, if you hear that, moon bears sneezing, <laughs> um, maybe you didn't hear it. 
But uh, if you look out and see, you know, you see this with stars. You can really see it as an example with them. You see it with stars. You see it with um, actors. You see it with people, authors. You see that, like, they'll have a big rise, but rarely. And there's only, and if you look at it, too, the only ones that really stay on top for eternity like people like Sting, you know, so people who are actually very humble, very real, um, very much about growth and evolution and also very much about helping others. So when you really combine this humanitarian, humble aspect to, you know, um, what you're doing, you're going to have much more of an, a, a, a possibility of this lingering and keeping going. But if you do get too much in the ego, it's kind of funny as I was saying that was I was like, oh, we're talking about Leo and Aquarius. So we're talking about that polarity um, and the age of Aquarius so that we're not wanting to just be a star, wanting to be noticed, wanting to be seen as so magnificent and a king or queen and the best and nobody can touch me because I am number one, you know. Like those people always fall so hardcore. The depression gets them every time because things just shift and other people, we have billions of people in this world. We need to give everybody the time and opportunity to come to the top and to be seen, and to be respected, and to be honored. So we have to understand that we're not always going to be there. So my other part of that was talking about the timing of things, and really trusting that if you're still in this cycle of learning skills, and honing in on what is really your thing, you have to honor that Everything that's happening to you right now is bringing you closer to that. So it's not a mistake. It's not a bad thing. It's nothing holding you back. Those repeat, like I say too about now, I look back at all my barista jobs and daytime bartending jobs and I'm like, they were so much fun. Why was I sitting there going, oh, I'm supposed to be doing all these other big things. This is beneath me. Oh, I work this service industry job where I get off at one in the afternoon and have 200 bucks in my in my pocket and go off to the beach and smoke pot every day poor poor me <laughs> you know now I'm like oh I'd love it I would love it I would love to go back in time and have some of those especially that one that I'm thinking of it was on Fillmore Street in San Francisco at this place called Polly's and it was so much fun fun and I would I'd be out of there at like 1 p.m. have 200 bucks in my pocket and the whole day would just be about you know walking down the street and bumping into strangers and ending up at the beach smoking pot all day you know so it's like you know in hindsight everything looks different so you always have to remember that in this moment that this is not the end all to be all, you know, this is leading to something. But I guarantee that the emotional way that you're looking at something right now is not going to be the same in one year, two years, 10 years, no way. It's going to be totally different. And a lot of the things that you think are so horrible right now, you're going to look back and be like, wow, it did offer me a lot of cool things. You know, even like with service industry stuff, you know, that's how I met Harry Belafonte. That's how I met, um, God, I met so many stars doing those kind of jobs. I was always at the places where the stars were too, which was always so cool. Like, um, what was that guy? I can't think of his name. He was so humble and sweet. He's in all that. 
Say Anything. Is that that movie? He's in all those movies, but um, he was a really sweet guy. And like Britney Spears and In Sync. I remember it was so funny because when I was working at this place where I met her, where I met um, um, Harry Belafonte, and um, and In Sync was there, and I was in the morning setting up, and I was walking across the hall because it was kind of like a Ritz place, you know, like a top-notch place that everybody stayed. And um, I was walking across the hall to stock some things, and um, I'd noticed all these people outside the whole hotel. <laughs> I mean, it was like, what is going on here? And, and one of the guys from Instinct had, like, walked out the door, and you just heard this wailing scream of, like, hundreds of teenage girls and it was like I remember like the feeling it gave me it like goosebumps came all over my body because they were like ah! <laughs> it was so like it was just so cute so I had like all these I've had so many amazing experiences and all these jobs that I did always see as beneath me and I also met the most kick-ass peoples who are in my life forever like honestly most of the people who I think are the most kick-ass human beings on earth are the ones that I met in service industry jobs. So it's changing our perspective about what the job is. But when you're dealing with a negative energy, you know, that's where it's something on you where you need to like build up your shields and not be affected by them. You know, almost like if it's ignoring them, you know, I always really like to send energy back tenfold. Um, of anybody who's sending anything back to me because if they're sending love they're going to get 10 times the love back it's beautiful but if they are being negative and nasty and da 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 you know it's just going to 10 times them right back at them and hopefully open them to what they're doing through feeling so sick but we have no control of that we have no control of waking people up to what they're doing um waking people up to how nasty and judgmental and negative they are. We really don't have any say in that. So the only thing that we're in control of is ourselves. So it's really just not being affected by it. You know, again, looking into the grand scheme of life and being like, I'm not always going to be around this person because in five, 10 years, you're not even going to think of them. And you might even have more compassionate thoughts about, wow, how much it would suck to be that miserable in life, you know, and to be that negative and nasty. You know, you, you kind of then start to feel sorry for them or catty, negative, vindictive kind of people. Like you, you feel sorry for them. Like, gosh, look at the life they're going to magnetize, you know, look at what the experiences they're going to bring in because they're being so hateful. And it really, you know, when you open your compassionate uh, vibe in you, you do start to look at how like they hate themselves. They would not treat people that way and act that way if they loved themselves. So how sad is that? You know, so even maybe being like so not affected to what they're doing and being like overly nice and giving to them, shock them, you know, shock them and <laughs> be like, you know, when they're doing these things to you, just don't take it personally and go buy them a, a, a mocha, you know, go treat them to something, buy them a meal, you know, do something them to show them that 
people can be nice and that it does pay to be nice and generous and sweet with people instead of like reserved and cut off and hateful, you know, like something births that in that person and they want to be nice and loving and soft just like we do, but it's a journey to getting there because they've been doing this other thing for so long that now they're magnetizing all this other stuff. Um, that now they're just like, I'm unhappy. I hate my life. You know, one thing too is when you're in these bad situations, you also too, along with naming what you want, using your voice to say what you want, what you want to manifest, what you expect, you know, doing your new moon wishes and writing this stuff out. But, um, you know, kind of trusting that the universe will take care of this, you know, trusting that maybe that person will leave this job now and then your whole experience in the job will change. Trusting that they're there learning something from you too. You know, we're all teachers with everybody else, so they're learning something from you. So why not show them that you don't have to mirror back what they're doing and you can be totally unaffected by it and, you know, you know, show them just another way to be as a human being who is more trusting and loving and knowing that everything that's happening right now is not a mistake. It's leading you to something. And then with, you know, not knowing what your thing is, that's okay. That's pretty common. You know, I would say that I was on that same one too, even though I had my birth chart book information written since 2000. Um, I didn't really know what my career was. You know, I didn't really know how it would unfold. I knew that I could bring through this really special wisdom. I knew that most of the things I was talking about, I didn't even know, you know, not really. It's not like I really, you know, even all my readings, I say all these things, but it's just coming through me. You see, it's automatic talking. You know, this is automatic expressing. I haven't thought about this. I'm so scattered having a Mercury in Pisces that there's no way I could orchestrate this and like practice a speech that would never be possible. Uh, I can just like go, okay, here it comes, go. So um, with not knowing exactly what you want to do, that's very common. I would say that's probably 95% of us. <laughs> you know, We don't really know until it shows up, but it is important to focus on the details of what you love to do. You know, I know with me, I was always like, I love to offer support and care for others. You know, I love to know that people are taken care of and that they're happy, happy especially. I've always had a really hard time. I had a mom who was always, a well, father and a mom, the father wasn't there, but depression was a big thing that I was always around. And I remember like, you know, always like wanting my mom to be happy, you know, wanting to help her be happy, you know, always being outside of my own body, wanting to know that here, I'll do something that makes you happy. I just want to see you happy. So I always had this natural thing in me of wanting everyone to be happy, no, wanting to know that everyone is happy. Um, you know, I also have, you know, recognizing I had the ability to channel through high vibrational psychic information. So I'm like, okay, so I'm psychic, so I can channel information. So I like to know that people are happy and content. Um, I have a very giving spirit, so I want to reach out and be there for people. Um, um, you know, one of the things, too, I even went back to childhood once because I was like, what have I always loved 
to do. And one of the things I did always do in the basement, I would play this little library game and, and I would check out books. I always loved books, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that now I do work so much with books. I like to create things and put them into books. So even back then, I'm like, wow, that showed up too. And a lot of times, we really don't understand how these tie together until the opportunities come into our life to offer us this space to manifest our dreams. And that's when we really go back and go, oh, I always wanted to do that. Or I always loved doing that. Or that always came so naturally to me. So it's something that we really, it's kind of another hindsight thing where we get to this manifested career and go, wow, this is exactly what I love to do. So as for that one, I just like to tell you to play loosely with those things that you love to do. Think about those things that you love to do and not so much think about the actual job because that is going to happen organically for you. And it's going to happen organically for you when you're positive and when you trust the process that the universe is working out for you. So when you trust that all of this is happening as it should and trust that the higher power has a purpose for you and when it's going to unfold, you will know. You know, if you can trust those things, you're going to get quicker to the next rock. And often we get mad at a job, we quit a job, we do something stupid that gets us fired from a job, and then we're stuck in the water between rocks. And then it's like we lose all our money, you know, and a lot of times what happens is then we end up jumping to another rock that's identical to the last rock we were on because we did not wait for the natural time when we could have just stepped onto another rock. And we got so upset that this job sucks. I hate my life. I hate my boss. This place creeps me out. And then we leap off, end up in the water end up with all our money being gone, end up feeling hopeless and like a loser again, and then we grasp for any rock we can get onto, and we end up getting on like the same rock again. And we have that vicious cycle play out, play out, play out, until we just slow down, trust this universe, trust the process, always focus on the things you love to do and knowing that I would really love to be in a job that honored me and used these gifts, and then not hating the job that you're in, you know, and really kind of seeing your life in the big picture, seeing that soon you're going to be 10 years older. Before you know it, you're going to be 10 years older. Seriously, it's crazy. And then 20 years older, 30 years older, nothing from where you are right now is going to matter, especially when it's bugging you and upsetting you. You're going to see it in a totally different light. So if you can just have that eagle vision now in seeing that I'm here learning something, you know, maybe I, th these people that I have problems with, they're showing me something that I do to people too, that I'm not really able to see, you know, just being much more humble in why you are with these people, why you are in this job right now, and just being very trusting that there's a reason to it. There's a customer that you're supposed to meet in one month who's going to offer you the opportunity of a lifetime. You have to be there because someone who's going to show up in a month is going to change your life. You know, you don't know, but it does piece together. It becomes this amazing journey that you look back on and are like, wow, you know, I had to have that happen to have this other thing happen. And I'm so glad I didn't give up on myself and give up on that, you know, because all this stuff wouldn't be now in my life if that hadn't happened. You know, it's funny too, I was 
I was talking yesterday about how, um, you know, yesterday was the 14 year anniversary of when my dad got hit by a car and broke his neck, shattered his spine. I mean, he was messed up. His whole head was caved in and, and like, uh, like he was just, he was mangled. It was so horrible. It was so scary. It was so, it was like the worst. I mean, I could cry right now. I don't even want to really get into it, but it was, <laughs> uh Oh, here I go. It was the worst time of my life. And, um, um, I was, uh, I was writing this thing about how, you know, I was working at this place called the Broadway Oyster Bar. And um, around that time, I can't remember, I was thinking about this yesterday, but around that time, uh, uh, before maybe, I can't remember. But anyway, this, this guy had come in for those, you know, the papers, that main paper that every city gets, like the Guardian or the Riverfront Times or uh, every city has that main paper with like the back page news on it. And, um, and so he had come in and he was doing that interview, you know, that section that'll have where they ask you a question. And then there's like four photos and people answering it. And he had come in asking me something that was sports related. And I was like, you're asking the wrong girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I totally walked on and then he just kept wanting to talk to me. And I was bartending that day and we're just having all these casual conversations and I didn't know it, but he was, he actually took something that I said and put it in the interview. So I had no idea that that was a question I was answering. I'm like, okay. But anyway, so that came out in the paper, totally surprised me. And um, when he had wanted to take my picture earlier, he was like, well, let me just take your picture. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> so anyway, like uh, several weeks later, it came out. I had no idea I was going to be in there. And um, what's so fascinating is that on the, I, I, I kept that, you know, of course. And um, like five, six, seven years later, I saw that on the other side of it was an ad for that place called the Chase Park Plaza, which is where I met Harry Belafonte and had all these amazing experiences. But on the back of that page with my picture and my answer was an ad for the job that I ended up getting within the next several months. But I didn't have that job yet. I didn't even know I was going to be having that job. And I didn't even put these two to two together for seven years later when I was looking at the paper. And I was like, what are the chances that I didn't even know I was going to be in that magazine? And then on the other side of it was an ad for the job that I ended up getting three, four months down the line, but I had no clue I was going to be leaving the Broadway Oyster Bar. <laughs> so it's magic like that. You just have to wait to get into the future and see how it comes together, but it will. And every piece of it makes sense. I don't look back at, yeah, it's, it's actually hard for me to say that my dad getting hit by the car and having to live because he ended up Another really bad choice that was made that I did not have any say in was to have his upper back fused together. And I did not want to do it. My stepmama, who was a nurse, did not want it to happen because she knew he was going to have incredible pain for the rest of his life if this happened. And the other option was for it to just naturally heal because it was shattered. His spine was shattered. And the choice was made to fuse it up. And that led to him you know, being an excruciating, I mean, if you think about that upper neck and back pain that you can have, and that, that could never be popped, it could never be adjusted, it was just steel fused, and it ended up getting a hunchback, and he was just in 
incredible pain. So it is hard for me to understand that that happened for a reason. So now it's hard for me to make that statement, but we're going to say it anyway. Everything does come together and make sense in the grand scheme of it all. You know, everything does have some learning, some something, some something, something, something that kind of leads us to this uh, understanding of why it had to be. You know, even me leaving San Francisco because I had a vision he was going to die. You know, I had to get back there and have a year with him before he did get hit by a car and have his whole life destroyed. So um, I did have that year to get to know my daddy and to hang out with him every day and <laughs> all these amazing stories I can't wait to tell. But um, for 14 years until he died, I didn't understand why I had to leave my perfect life to go back and have to deal with that crap. You know, and that nightmare and horrible. And, um, and now, you know, I see that, thank goodness I left my heavenly life because now I have memories of having a dad in my life and all of that. But so, let's see. I wonder if that answered your question. I think it did in some kind of random um, tangent, off on many different tangent way. Um, so I think I'm going to leave it at that and get back to work because I've got so much to do because the Life Collective starts on Saturday. The gates open on Saturday. I am so excited. This is like the most exciting thing of my life. I can't believe how I was, I was thinking about that yesterday that I was like, how wild that, you know, well, August 11th was, it was my great grandma's birthday. And then August 12th is when my dad got hit by the car and had his life altered. So it would really make sense that this same week is when I would be launching something that I think is going to be just enormously huge and something that changes my life as the years go on. Cause I really am seeing how this can become like a Facebook and a YouTube combined for us high vibrational folk who really want to learn all these tools and have everything that we need in one spot of, you know, how to make this, how to do this, how to operate with that, how to understand that, how to get your music out there, how to get your gifts out there. Um, it's just going to be doing it, you know, and then also how to see how we're going to be helping so many people through the contribution, through the contribution, through the donation um, aspect of how so much of the money from memberships is going out to all these things that we get to vote on. So we get to see how our, you know, local homeschooling place is staying alive because what we're doing and coming together and making big differences. So I just think like every cell in my body is so excited about this because it makes so much sense and it's something that we so need right now in life. Um, and, you know, it's kind of that thing too. It's almost everybody I run into is like, I'm a healer. How do I get this out into the world? You know, everybody's like, I'm an artist. How do I get this out into the world? Like everybody is very much wired about how to do this. And I was like, what better thing than to bring together all of these similar people 
and where we just talk about what we're doing and where we can come together in collaborations with other people too and you know have all these circles overlapping and just spreading out and out and out and out i was saying how i'm getting i was telling my writing crew how i'm getting so many videos from australia new zealand uk spain france i'm getting all these videos from people who are already hearing me talk about this and they're like this is my music i want to share it on the life collective and here I did these videos. Do you think these would be good for the Life Collective? And like everything I'm seeing, I'm like, yes, this is perfect. I can't wait to share you. I can't wait for people to find you. I can't wait for people to see what you're doing. So not only are we putting together all this high vibrational, valuable information, but we're all sharing what we're doing too. We're all introducing ourselves to everybody. And I do this. I make this. I am selling this. Um, I'm a musician. Here's my music. What do you think? And I'm, I'm so excited about the music one more than anything, actually, because I'm someone who really only le learns about music through partnerships <laughs> because I'm always way too busy. And when I was younger, that wasn't the case. I was so into music hardcore. But like the older I've gotten and the busier I've gotten, I don't have time for that. So I'm always wanting people to expose me to things. But kind of like the group I'm in right now, nobody's exposing me to anything. <laughs> like None of us are like into music right now. And so it'll be really nice for people to bring that to me because I have no other way to find out about this in my life right now. And But I enjoy music so much. So I'm really looking forward to all the musicians that are going to be coming on board and you know, sharing their music with us. And I just think it's wonderful. Um, okay, but yes, I've got so much work to do. So my loves, I will see you soon. Hopefully I can get one or two more out this week, but I do really need to focus on getting the Life Collective all put together and a lot of last steps going on with um, the riders. So if I don't, just know I'll double up next week or something. All right? Okay. You have a beautiful day. Okay. Bye.